Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Jim Rosary with the Leprechaun Lunch powered by First State Bank. Uh, coming up tomorrow, of course, our coverage gets underway starting at 1 o'clock. Uh, we've got the uh, the replay of the Marcus Freeman show from uh, from this week. Here, uh, here from Coach. If you didn't hear it Thursday, or, uh, well, yeah, last night. Uh, if you didn't hear it last night, you'll be able to get caught up uh, Saturday starting at 1 o'clock. Then 2 o'clock rolls around. Myself and, uh, and Tim Growl, we've got Legacy Heating and Air Game Day. Uh, currently... On on the docket for tomorrow, we've got former Notre Dame All-American and former uh, New York Giants tight end, Derek Brown. He's going to be in Vegas. So, uh, you know, we'll find out how good the breakfast buffet is, I guess. Uh, former Fighting Irish and, uh, and and Kansas City Chiefs Pro Bowl center Tim Grunhard will join us. Uh, former Notre Dame and 10-year NFL offensive tackle Sam Young will join us. And the uh, current head orthopedic phys- uh, physician for the Fighting Irish, Dr. Brian Radigan, from Las Vegas, uh, they will be joining us. And uh, a- a- apparently, according to Tim, maybe more, maybe more than that. We 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 bring the goods on uh, on Legacy Heating and Air Game Day, and then uh, after that, uh, we've got uh, uh, Game Day Sports Beat powered by Michelob Ultra. Uh, running from uh, from four to six thirty, so our coverage getting underway uh, starting at one o'clock tomorrow. Uh, Want to get the uh, the BYU perspective on things as far as uh, as far as this game goes, and for that, I turn to Mitch Harper from uh, from KSL Sports, also CougarSportsInsider.com. Uh, Mitch, first of all, thanks for uh, joining me from uh, out in Vegas. How are you today? Doing great. Uh, always good to, to be out in Vegas, and uh, this is going to be a fun game. I, I cannot wait for it. Yeah. Uh, how uh, how did the Catholics and the Mormons come to, uh, to come to agree on a Las Vegas game? <laughs> That's a great question. It's uh, you know, it's funny you bring that up because for the longest time BYU wanted you know the game in it was supposed to be a game in Provo. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Notre Dame had no interest in that, and they were ready to write BYU a, a big fat check. But BYU, being the the program that I think has always admired Notre Dame, being a fellow faith based institution, they wanted to you know play this game still. And you know Jack Swarbrick said, "Well, we can do a, a Shamrock Series event. You pick the location." And so BYU uh, picked Las Vegas uh, because there's a, <laughs> a strong contingent of BYU fans. Here in Vegas, and uh, even though it's a Notre Dame home game, uh, there should be a, a good grouping of uh, a royal blue in the stands at Allegiant. But, yeah, it, it is kind of funny when you think of uh, two religions coming together in, in <laughs> Sin City, all places. <laughs> like, like if if that's if this is against Miami, then I'm totally expecting that. But, you know, it's yeah. like, oh, BYU, okay, in Vegas. Interesting. Interesting, very, very much so. Uh, so... 
BYU ranked uh, number 16 in the country so far this season, uh, having a really, really outstanding season so far. Um, Notre Dame kind of getting back on the, you know, back in the saddle, I guess, you know, coming in two and two off the bye week, uh, off a big win against North Carolina, uh, who, uh, well, you know, that defense basically non-existent. Uh, just how good is BYU's defense, or how much better is BYU's defense than what Notre Dame saw against North Carolina? I think I think they are better than than North Carolina's defense. I think North Carolina's probably got you know the, one of the worst Power Five defenses in the country, uh, and I think BYU's a little bit of a step up. But the issue is that BYU has has problems stopping the run. Uh, especially in first halves. Uh, last three weeks, they have gotten off to terrible starts, and uh, it's been a it's it's buried them in some games. Now the last two weeks, uh, their talent ultimately you know won the day against Wyoming and Utah State. They just naturally have have better overall you know talent uh, than those teams, and they were able to catch up. But against Oregon, uh, BYU got pretty much boat raced in, in that game, and they were down thirty eight to seven late in the third quarter and Bo Nix was already uh, the Oregon quarterback was, you know, pulled and, and he was already ready to enjoy his weekend. So uh, <laughs> BYU is a, is a defense that, uh, you know, they have a ton of returning experience uh, beyond just the age and, and BYU uh, has a total over 200 combined starts on this defense. Uh, so it's an experienced group. And I think that the fact that, they're not performing as well, stopping the run with all of that experience. I think that's a bit. Uh, I think there's a little bit of frustration uh, for BYU fans and BYU coaches uh, for what they've seen. But uh, if there's a time to put together the best 60 minutes, uh, it'd be this week uh, against Notre Dame. But uh, yeah, BYU a step up slightly from Notre Dame, but uh, that front seven along the defensive or that front four along the defensive line uh, just has had a lot of issues stopping that run. Is uh, is is the defense at least taking what Audric Estime had to say yesterday? You know, the uh, the whole. Uh, I feel like our, I feel like their players don't match the players that we have. Are they taking that to heart at all? Or are they using it as a grudge? You know, getting a little extra chip on their shoulder. Is that, or is it just kind of washed off their back? I think it's kind of washed off their back, but I do get the sense that uh, at least that's what they're telling us. I mean, I, I got to imagine <laughs> that competitors would, uh, uh, you know, they're, they're getting uh, jacked up about it. And I love that too. I love when, uh, you know, players are honest and share their true feelings instead of saying, Oh, we love this team. Love that. Like let's make your true feelings. And I think it adds the, adds more fuel to the game. It adds more intensity. I thought it was, I thought it was great. I, I love hearing that from athletes when they just give their, their true feelings. And and I think that, you know, BYU can respect that, but I think they want to uh, send a message as well. I think BYU's back into their defense in the secondary. The cornerbacks are really good, and they get uh, Gabe Judy Lally, a Vanderbilt transfer who was a starter with the Commodores. He was expected to be suspended in the first half of this game, but he had a, a targeting appeal that actually went his way. So that appeal was granted, so he's able to play, and he'll start – at cornerback, along with uh, Oregon State transfer Caleb Hayes. A lot of talent at the cornerback position. They've been good at, about not giving up the big plays through the air, and they found a safety in Micah Harper, who maybe one of the hardest hitters on the team, number one. He'll come off the bench, but uh, he's a big play guy for BYU on that back end. So uh, the, the defense, I think, uh, you know, is, is ready to uh, uh, 
uh, on that in the passing game. I think there's a lot more confidence there. It's just, again, stopping that run. CougarSportsInsider.com is the website. The publisher is Mitch Harper, who uh, joins me right now on Leprechaun Lunch, powered by First State Bank on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Uh, what does what does BYU make of Drew Pine? I think BYU. Uh, I think they, they were impressed with what they saw against uh, against North Carolina with how efficient of a passer he was. You know, a near seventy percent completion rate. And and the thing is, is that you know BYU. They have been known in the past, and this kind of even goes beyond, uh, you know, Kalani Satake's time at BYU, which started in 2016. But BYU historically has had issues with backup quarterbacks. Uh, you know, last week against Utah State, uh, the, the backup QB came in and, and had some success uh, for, a, for a Utah State team that was just downright awful in the weeks prior. Uh, Cooper Lagaw gave the Aggies a lift against BYU. For whatever reason, backup QBs just have success sometimes against the Cougars. And, and this BYU defense, another issue that uh, raises questions about this group is that they just they don't, they don't force many turn takeaways, and they also don't get to the quarterback and create many sacks. And, you know, being a backup QB, if you know that your de- the defense you're facing is not going to put much pressure on you and they're not known to take away the football, I think that gives you a little more comfort level to where you can just kind of operate within your offense and, and have success. So uh, that, that to me, I, I think Pine, I mean, you know as well as anyone, I mean, his, his recruiting accolades are well-documented, a former four-star guy, so I, the, the talent's there. And I think that's what's interesting about this matchup in general is that you look at it from a recruiting perspective and, and star ratings, BYU probably shouldn't even be able to be competitive with Notre Dame. I mean, Notre Dame should probably be a, a team that blows BYU out by about, you know, two touchdowns uh, because BYU's talent composite rating by 24-7 sports is 107th. Uh, but, hmm. uh, you know, Notre Dame's in the top 20 uh, as far as overall team talent ratings. And uh, But BYU has a knack for developing guys and inheriting a two- or three-star, and then they turn them into, you know, four- and five-star guys when they leave BYU. And, and how much of... Uh, you know, recruiting rankings versus player development. It's kind of a, a, a merging of, of, of uh, uh, those facets in this game. And uh, we saw a couple weeks back BYU against Oregon, the talent won out. And, and Oregon's speed and athleticism uh, won the day there. Uh, with Notre Dame, I, I don't think the uh, athleticism is as daunting as Oregon's speed, but still, uh, this, this, this is a very talented Notre Dame football team. And BYU... That's been the theme from the coaches I've talked to all week is that, uh, yeah, they might be two and two and they might have lost to Marshall. But this is a, as talented of a football team as, as BYU is going to face this year. And that includes a schedule that's had Baylor. Oregon's going to have Arkansas, Stanford. So uh, a lot of respect from BYU given to the Irish. Um, do, do you make any do you, like like? As far as the, the, the Notre Dame offense goes, heck, Notre Dame just in general, uh, just from the outside looking in, where, where, do you, where, do you, where do you put them? Are they somewhere closer to, to, uh, to what we saw against Ohio State? Are they closer to what we saw against North Carolina? Like where, you know, because it's been a roller coaster here, I'm not going to lie. Where, where uh, from the outside looking in, where, where do you find Notre Dame to be? Well, I think it's it's probably closer along the lines of, of North Carolina. I think, be, I mean, against this matchup against BYU, I think they're going to put up numbers. I think that this is going to be a game that I think could be in the 30s. Uh, you know, I think typically, historically, with BYU and Notre Dame matchups, it's 
maybe first one to 24 wins the game. Uh, BYU has not played well in the previous eight meetings all time against the Irish, uh, you know, dating back to 92. It's, it's always been low scoring. But I think, you know, it, depending on the number of opportunities BYU can get uh, their offense, uh, I think they'll put up points. Uh, you know, I, I think that this is going to be uh, – I just think that with Notre Dame, though, uh, it might not be in their best interest to try to have necessarily the explosive plays to the air. I think they, if they're smart, they probably just turn to the ground because, again, BYU, uh, you know, has has just had so many issues in stopping the run. They gave up they gave up over 200 yards rushing to Utah State last week in the first half. Uh, and if if you're Notre Dame and you keep Jaron Hall, who might be the best player on the field in this game for BYU and the quarterback, and it might be the best overall player in this game. He could be a potential first round pick. Keep that guy off the field, eat up the clock, run the football and uh, force him to try and stop you. Uh, and uh, so it might not be necessary to, to turn the pine through the air and, and try to get those explosive chunk plays, just uh, keep attacking through the ground. So I, I think that this, I, but I think that Notre Dame's offense is trending upward. And I think that, um, you know, the Cal game was one that, uh, you know, started out slow, of course, but I, I think that, uh, they're getting a little more confidence, and you kind of saw over the course of a body of work that uh, you know Drew Pine can can have a lot of success uh, when he's given a full week and to have that bye week last week. I think that helps Notre Dame as well in this matchup. So uh, I think that the, their offense is trending upward heading into this game against BYU. Since we are dealing with Vegas, uh, BetMGM setting the point total at fifty-one uh, for this game, uh, which I think is actually a little little higher now than where it started out earlier this week. Uh, Notre Dame's still a three-and-a-half-point favorite, too. Uh, are, are, are we just throwing out the rankings? You know, is is this a Notre Dame team that, that can conceivably pull the upset here? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that Notre Dame definitely, uh, definitely could. I mean, I, I think that, you know, BYU's ranking – a little bit is, is due to preseason rankings when you factor BYU started in the poll at number 25, and then in week two, they beat a preseason top 10 team in Baylor, and and, and that's helped BYU. I mean, the, the, the BYU team that's been playing the last three weeks, though, is not a top 25 team, mm. and I think that's why uh, the Vegas Sharps, the wise guys out here in the desert, would say that uh, the Irish are the ones that are the favorite, and they probably got a little bit, uh, you know, the home edge, too, where you got – you know, Notre Dame's going to have their same PA announcer. Everything's going to be what happens in South Bend is going to be just basically transplanted here into Vegas. So it's truly a home game for the Irish outside of just the venue itself. So I think that, you know, that that's I think that plays a part, too, uh, in this in this matchup. But I think that, again, it's it's another testament to the uh, uh, the talent. I think also just the questions that BYU has uh, along their defensive line and, and trying to stop the run. It's going to be exactly the same, you know, except, you know, instead of touchdown Jesus, you've got Al Davis's torch right there in Allegiant Stadium. Uh, the, uh, the, the Irish rushing game so far this season, uh, 65th in the country uh, against, uh, well, against their opponents, averaging 160 yards per game. Uh, who do you think is going gonna, is gonna to be the guy? Is it, is it going to be more the... Uh, the, the power running of Audric Estime, or is it going to be more the uh, more the more the scat back type of uh, type of running of uh, of Chris Tyree that's really going to give them some problems? Yeah, I'd, I'd say the the power running game, uh, you know, up the middle. I mean, it, it hasn't been anything uh, exotic that that's given BYU 
struggles in stopping the run. Teams aren't, uh, you know, designing these trick plays on BYU. In fact, you know, BYU has been more the team that's, that's dialed up some, what they call specials trick plays uh, against opponents uh, the last couple of weeks. But uh, yeah, I, I think that that the, the power game is what I would expect. Uh, so us uh, to make it, will have the chance to uh, back up his, uh, his, uh, you know, trash talk a little bit. And I think that that'll be maybe the, the direction I could see it playing out. All right. So uh, we, we saw the video, you know, from Notre Dame anyway, where they unveiled the uniforms for this Shamrock series game. Uh, the, the parody of, uh, of the hangover, anything like that coming from BYU, you know, just describe what, what BYU is going to have uh, as far as uniforms go. Yeah, BYU will have uh, black uniforms. First time they've worn those since 2020. Fifth uh, time in BYU's history they'll wear black uniforms. And then they'll have a uh, helmet that's a royal blue, and then it has like a gradient uh, fade. I don't know if you call it that, but uh, into black. So it's, it's it starts at the top at royal blue and then goes to black, and it's got the oval Y. They put together a, a, a hype video on Monday that involved – uh, a magician from America's Got Talent that's here in Vegas, and also a USC, UFC fighter, Forrest Griffin, uh, BYU star receiver Puka Nakua. He played on the same youth football teams as Dana White's son uh, when he was growing up, when Puka was growing up here in Las Vegas. So he's got some ties to the folks here at the UFC in, in Vegas. So they put together uh, a hype video to release those black uniforms that they're going to wear against the Irish. But I think that... You know, when when Notre Dame released their their hangover parody, I think it kind of put BYU on notice that they had to do a kind of a cool hype video. They kind of knew that they were going to wear these jerseys all along, uh, these black uniforms, but uh, they knew that they had to put together some sort of fun production. So I think that the uh, BYU social team was, uh, uh, you know, after that July release from Notre Dame, they were hard at work to put something together. And uh, it turned out nicely. I, I, you got to check that out. It, it was a. Uh, it was a pretty cool release by BYU with the magician and uh, UFC fighters. Were Jim McMahon and Steve Young unavailable? <laughs> I know that they were. They were apparently unavailable. They should have turned to those guys for sure. Uh, I, I want to talk a little bit about the future of BYU as well. Uh, this is their last year as an independent, uh, which you know, like the 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 whole. I guess reign of independence, I guess, you know, if you can call it that, really. Uh, it just continues to go by the wayside. BYU going to be joining the Big 12 starting next year. What do you, What are your thoughts on that? Huge move for BYU, and it, and it had to happen. Uh, you know, I think independence, though, uh, was, a, was a valuable thing for BYU. When they left for independence back in 2010 or, or 2011, uh, there was a lot of uncertainty, and I think it tested the patience of, of BYU's fans because, uh, you know, just they, they didn't understand the concept of not having anything to play for. But uh, the opportunities that independence has given BYU has been has been huge, and it, it allowed BYU to operate on its own dime and highlight its strengths, its fan base, and uh, maybe some of the reach that you know BYU has. And but the the Big Twelve when they came calling. It was a no-brainer for BYU uh, to join that league, and, and even with you know the the uncertainty in the college football you know realignment landscape, I think that the, the Big 12 conference still I think has you know a pretty bright future ahead uh, because you got 
a bunch of programs that are hyper-focused on college athletics, and uh, they are people that will pay a premium on a streaming service to uh, consume their their product or their team on whatever devices they're on. And I think that's going to be, you know, obviously where things are trending in college athletics. And I thought it was huge, too, that uh, the 12-team college playoff is on the horizon because now for the first time in BYU's history, 100 years ago today, actually, they began mm-hmm. playing as a team here on October 7th, 1922, they've never had or been in a situation where if they win their conference or they win out their entire season, they could play for a national title. It's always been, well, hopefully, you know, the pollsters can, can do right by them or, or things like that. But now in the big 12, if you win that league, you're going to be in a 12 team playoff, most Hmm. likely. I mean, there's going to be maybe some years where they might not be the top six conference champion, but I think that alone gives BYU so much excitement and so much optimism about what they could potentially become because they've always just wanted a chance and they've never been a, a, a program that's uh, done things for necessarily the, the revenue. They've just always wanted the exposure and the chance to showcase their university, their mission, and then, you know, lay it out there on the field and, and see what they can do against some of the best teams in, in college football. And, and I thought that was highlighted too with, uh, you know, this desire to play, this BYU Notre Dame game, like I said earlier, I mean, they, they could have had from Swarbrick uh, a check written off because, you know, Notre Dame had no interest to come to Provo anymore. That that ship had sailed. and But BYU still wanted to play the game to measure themselves up against a storied brand like the Irish. And that's just kind of the BYU way in, 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 a, in kind of a sense is that they just want to test themselves against the best. And I think the Big 12 Conference gives them a chance to, you know, night in, weekly, week in, week out to just prove themselves against – stiffer competition, really see uh, how elev- how much improved this program has become. And it's going to be a tall order. I mean, to, they're going to face some, uh, you know, unique challenges. But uh, independence, when you look back on it over this past decade, it was very valuable for BYU and to put them in a position to, to now go into the Big 12 Conference. Yeah, Big 12, uh, you know, not just BYU joining up, but uh, also Central Florida. You've got Cincinnati joining uh Joining the Big Twelve, you've got University of Houston, uh, both of those with uh, w- with strong basketball and football programs. Uh, yeah, BYU's going to kind of have its hands full as far as uh, as far as sports go. It, they will, and it's it's going to be a challenge. And you know, BYU has you know feasted on being the uh, the big fish in small ponds. You know, back in the day of the WAC and the Mountain West Conference, and now. With their Olympic sports, the West Coast Conference, they've always been, uh, you know, that big fish and, and that's that tiny pond. But now they'll go into a much bigger pond and just be kind of just regular fish among everyone else and see how they stack up against everyone. But uh, it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how they, uh, you know, how they schedule going forward, too. I mean, you're already seeing uh, it's becoming like many power five teams now where it's going to be an FCS game. It's going to be a group of five and then maybe you know, one power five team in the non-conference, which is far different than what the approach has been with independence. I mean, independence has been schedule up as many, you know, marquee teams as you can. Last year, they had seven power five teams. This year, they've got five. Uh, you know, that, that's that been kind of the calling card for BYU. And now uh, they don't have to worry about that because they're going to have, you know, nine, 10 power five teams each and every year. And, and uh, that's what they've always wanted and they're going to get it. And uh, let's see if they can, uh, you know, keep, the winning because I think there's going to be, especially after this year, because there's a lot of experienced veteran players on this team. 
Uh, they could take a steep dip uh, next year in year one of the Big 12, but I think the outlook long term is still pretty bright for BYU. For any Notre Dame fan uh, who's looking to do a little bit of research into BYU as far as uh, as far as the game tomorrow goes, CougarSportsInsider.com, that is the website to go to. Mitch Harper, the publisher. Mitch, what you got up there at uh, CougarSportsInsider.com? Yeah, we got uh, some game coverage, of course, too. And then on, on KSLSports.com and, and KSL News Radio, we'll, we'll be covering uh, BYU and Notre Dame here in Las Vegas and uh, – I'll, I'll be having a pregame show on, on KSL News Radio from Allegiant Stadium leading up to the, to the network coverage of our broadcast. But, uh, uh, yeah, a lot of coverage. I got a piece up right now on BYU and Notre Dame's history of the series and also caught up with uh, Jack Collinsworth, the NBC voice uh, here in Vegas, and uh, he's pretty excited about this broadcast, kind of shared some details about the heavy lift that it's been, uh, the, the production side of this game and just his overall thoughts on the matchup. So a lot of good content and going to continue rolling it out here over the weekend here in Vegas. All right. That is CougarSportsInsider.com, also KSLSports.com. Mitch Harper, the uh, one of the men uh, behind both of those websites. I appreciate the time and uh, enjoy the view. Appreciate it. Looking forward to it. Yep, not a problem. Have a uh, have a good game tomorrow and a good call, and uh, appreciate the time as always. Leprechaun Lunch, powered by First State Bank, rolling on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. 